Welcome to First Turn, where we play board games for the first time and discuss our immediate reactions. It's like book club, but for board games. I'm Eric, and with me is Kate. Hello. Today we're going to be playing Inner Compass, designed by Asger Harding Granerud of Flamme Rouge, 13 Days, Cuban Missile Crisis, and Daniel Skjold Peterson of 13 Days, the Cuban Missile Crisis, and Copenhagen. It's developed by Josh Wood. The artist is Jeremy Guyen of Santa Monica. And it's published in 2020 by AEG. The description, Inner Compass is a bold experiment in determining your personal inner compass. Will you focus on building up emotions to release them at certain times? Sometimes it can be healthy and productive, while other times it can be destructive and inappropriate. As you move through the game, you'll learn to communicate your emotions constructively and earn points towards winning. The mechanics are grid movement and set collection. And the box art. Um, let's see. So it looks like... Kind of looks like Times Square-ish. Um, just a yeah. lot of people, animated cartoon uh, look to it. Um, looks like somebody in color while other people are grayed out a bit. And so I that suggests that this guy is, you know, looking for his inner compass. Um, based off all this, would you pull it off a shelf? I think I would. I'm just curious. It's, it's definitely a different theme. Yeah, thematically it's very different than... I don't know that I'd pull it off and, and purchase it, but I might pull it off just to give it a try. I don't know if the art really jumps out at me. The box art kind of would just blend in maybe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But it's not really an interesting. And the mechanically, there's not too much there. Grid movement and set collection. But the description is interesting if it's thematic and different. How do you think it's played? Oh, boy collection so we're searching for things that bring meaning to our lives yeah a set of meaning um <laughs> and sharing inappropriately or? yeah and so are you gonna build up your emotions and release them healthily or inappropriately uh-huh you're gonna learn how to communicate your emotions how do you think you do that in a game better than i do in real life <laughs> <laughs> i see them off guards that I can just play and be like, just boom. read your emotion off the card. Uh, what do you think a set of emotions looks like? A complete set of, of happiness emotions. Yeah. <laughs> I guess the normal things that people supposedly seek in life, like good family and relationships and good job and things like that. So a good set of a good set of joy. <laughs> um, all right, I think you got it. Um, so what is the history of your inner compass? <laughs> oh, yeah. I focus just on compasses in the traditional sense. Um, you know, it just makes, you know, excellent sense for me being very good at navigation to focus on that. Um, so yeah, navigation is definitely what comes to mind when we think about a compass. And I also would first think about uh, nautical compasses and maritime navigation as someone who grew up sailing, being on the water, um, going to museums and sites about boating and whatnot. Um, and in fact, compasses, when they were first invented, um, were probably most important for sailing because um, for, you know, sailors to navigate when they're far away from any landmarks or it's too dark or it's foggy and they can't use uh, things in the sky, um, they need a compass. So, yeah, because before compasses, navigation was primarily done by referencing landmarks and or using the 
position of stars or things in the sky. Um, there were some other techniques um, that included sampling mud from the seafloor. Not really sure how that works. Uh, analyzing the flight path of birds and observing wind, sea debris, and sea state. So actually, they were used for fortune telling and divination. Um, first, the first invention of the compass is uh, attributed to ancient China in the Han Dynasty, around 206 BC, uh, and it's known as one of the uh, four great inventions, uh, which also include gunpowder, paper making, and printing. And these four great inventions are celebrated in Chinese culture for their importance um, and showing the uh, advanced science and technology uh, developed in ancient China. Um, yeah. And so again, this first compass in the Han Dynasty was called the South Pointing Fish. And it was made of lotus stone, which is a naturally magnetized stone of iron. And then later compasses were made with iron needles that are that were magnetized by striking them with lotus stone. Um, and again, these were not used for navigation. They were actually used for divination um, and possibly uh, to like harmonize houses following principles of feng, feng shui. Feng shui. But then in the Song Dynasty in the 11th century, they were used for navigation. And yeah, all of this is, um, again, in China, but uh, the first recorded usage in Western Europe uh, is reported around 1190. And then in the Islamic world, uh, 1232. So these are the most, I guess, most reported, reported yeah. but there's still some dispute over whether um, it was invented separately or in different places or brought from one region to another. And in fact, one argument um, says that it was brought from China to the Islamic world first and then from the Islamic world to the Western Europe. Not sure. Um, and yeah, my very credible research on Wikipedia went into other <laughs> descriptions of the first um, use or invention of compasses in various parts of the world. Um, but I did find it interesting that in India, the uh, first compass in fourth, the fourth century AD was also had a fish related name. Um, it was given the name, I'm going to butcher this, uh, Machai. Matcha yantra, um, coming from the words matcha, meaning fish, and yantra, meaning device. So fished machine, fish device. Um, and yeah, this one had a fish-shaped magnet floating in a bowl, in a bowl filled with oil. Um, yeah, perhaps those early Chinese compasses also had fish shaped uh yeah so most of this is is talking about uh the magnetic com compass um which is the most you know familiar common type that we have um even today uh these those very early versions were probably dry compass with the magnetic needle um but there's also wet compass like that last one the indian compass in the oil um so the wet compass has the needle in some type of fluid to keep it from you know, swinging or, or wobbling excessively. And those came around in the, the end of the 1600s. Um, but the early ones were really, uh, really heavy. So they were not very practical. Um, but they were used um, 
on ships uh, primarily and from the 1600s and then building up to the early 20th century when they were more widely used. Um, And then in 1933, the first lightweight compass was made with a celluloid compass housing. uh, And that was invented, yeah, again, 1933. And um, this would be the predecessor to our modern day lightweight, lightweight, liquid filled field compasses. So yeah, that's, that's all I got. Do you want to play? Yes. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So I guess the first thing you'd have to see is that there is a, how would you describe that? A grid? There's like a, yeah, a six by six grid with like orthogonally placed colored squares in it. Um, And that is the main board. Mm -hmm. Essentially on your, on a player's turn, they're first going to be able to make a free move. So whatever color they're sitting on, they can move to any contiguous space of the same color. And this is an optional free move to start. Then you have a mandatory move where you have to move one one spot orthogonally. Step three is a third potential move, or you can feel emotion. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So if you choose to move, you do the same move that step two did again. Otherwise, uh, you draw one of the emotion cards. So there's going to be a bunch of cards that are laid out in sort of um, the same sort of north, south, east, west setup, and they have different emotion colors on them. And whichever direction you moved, you take the card that is in that direction on the little sort of compass layout. Um, so that's how you pick up emotions cards. That's how you feel emotions. <laughs> then the next step uh, is to imprint a memory, which is an optional move. Uh, to do that, you're going to discard your emotion cards that match the color of the current spot your piece is on. Um, and then this is, there's another, there's a lot of boards in this game. There's another board that has like layout of like um, tokens of the different colors of emotions, which are uh, yellow, blue, red, white, black. Uh, the situation track um, will tell you how many cards you have to discard of a certain color to get that uh, emotion. If it's like three white then you have to discard three of that card. Then from your player board, you're going to have a player board with a whole bunch of cubes on it. You're going to take that and put it onto the main board. Step 4A is to gain enlightenment points. So you're going to gain enlightenment points based on the number of corresponding with the emotion token you took. Uh, So those are basically victory points. You're going to place value tokens. So you have two more tokens called value tokens that you're going to, uh, once you've cleared a row or column of cubes on your player board, you're going to take your value token and put it onto the qualities board. You're going to take your value token and put it onto the qualities board, which is basically just more point scoring stuff. And then that's going to tell you kind of your set collection goals. Of There's a whole bunch of different ones, and it'll be you want to have this color tokens next to this color on the grid or something like that. Um, That changes every game, so we'll have to see which ones we draw. And then that kind of determines the scoring. And then finally, you do cleanup, which is um, discarding down to 10 cards, replacing any emotion cards, and reshuffling that deck if it runs out. And then the next player's turn. So you're just going to kind of go through that of moving around, collecting emotion cards, playing emotion cards to get imprinting a memory. And then that's going to give you victory points. And then as you kind of clear out rows and columns on your player board, that'll let you place your... Um, your tokens to get extra victory points. Okay. And then the game ends when a player has placed both of their value tokens and clears another row on the column. So basically it would trigger another value token, but they've used them all. 
then they get the inner compass, which is worth an additional three emotion EP. I think it's emotion points. And then that triggers the end of the game. Okay. That's, that's it. Let's play. We just finished a game of Inner Compass to recap. You found Kate. your compass. Yeah, I did. I, I had the compass. Uh, Kate, the sad, <laughs> had had 52 emotion points. And uh, I, the joyous, <laughs> had 62 points. So what was your brilliant strategy? My strategy to go for the six points at the top yeah. of the situation. Then once I had my qualities, my quality, my my structured that I'm not very structured about. No, that checks out. <laughs> then I was trying to go for that, but I didn't understand how to be structured. <laughs> uh-huh. So that backfired on me a little bit. Yours were tricky. You also only got your second quality at the last second. Yeah. I mean, I just wandered around. I was trying to get higher value ones, but... And I got first quality and that was like having different tokens in different quadrants. Um, so I tried to get those everywhere. And then second quality was bravery one. So I tried to have a bunch of fear tokens. How much did the variety give you in the end? Eight, I think. Okay. I got three of the four quadrants. Uh, I definitely, I was more spread out all over and you were all condensed into one little spot. What did you think of the theme? Did you find your inner compass? Well, the theme was mildly present. Uh, the cards were, the cards were pretty descriptive and, you know, eliciting uh, emotions of anger and sadness and whatnot. And we were calling them by their, yeah. their emotion. But other than that, not really. Yeah, it was kind of there. Like we we're, like you said, we were using, oh, I'm feeling sadness, <laughs> stuff like that. But in terms of like actually. There wasn't really it actions to go along with it yeah. like i didn't really feel like i wasn't releasing emotions inappropriately right <laughs> i was looking exactly. forward to that <laughs> yeah yeah that was yeah really none of that really came up it kind of reminded me of vivid memories i was gonna say that too where it was yeah. like hey here's a really cool premise and it and then it fell short yeah sort of related to it but like, that definitely came to mind yeah it wasn't as cool as it kind of sounded going into mm-hmm. it uh table presence yeah <laughs> yeah it's i really like the card art i thought that was pretty decent yeah the center board is just sort of like colored squares it's just boring. It kind of bothered me that it was a grid but then the boxes were off kilter like I, yeah they're like slightly askew it hurt my eyes <laughs> but like the card art was good and there's a bunch of little boards and things that aren't bad i think it's mainly the center board that kind of just sort of made it look almost kind of childish yeah like Candyland or something. Yeah, it made me feel sadness. Um, <laughs> yeah, mechanics. So, I mean, mechanically, it's pretty straightforward. It's, it's moving, getting sets of cards. Yeah. I, I think the most interesting thing is, like, how you move on the grid determines what cards you get. I like that. It was kind of different and interesting, but not, like... Yeah, I I struggled with it, but that was probably a good thing because it... it- kind of limited you you know mm-hmm. you felt like you could just say like oh i want this color so i'll move this way but it didn't work like that you had to right. move a certain way to get a color and then it would take you away from the color where you wanted, you wanted to, to imprint the thing yeah 
Yeah, so I thought that was probably that's probably the biggest puzzle of it mechanically. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you're collecting cards and getting a set, and then yeah, other than that, there's not much. There's some trackers for points and varying point things and stuff like that, and taking it off your player board to put it on the other thing. Mm-hmm. There maybe could have been more to that, yeah. where like you had to put more thought into that. It was sort of just take it's it and then cover row and column rules. Uh, how was it learning the game? It was pretty easy to learn. As I just said, I think the only thing that I just struggled with was the the direction you moved indicated which card you picked up. And instead I was focused on the the colors and the emotions. And so I was like, oh, I moved this move to yellow, so I should get joy. But yeah. it didn't work like that. Um, but that was easy to pick up. It was just like counterintuitive initially. I yeah, because you think colors are kind of the key point, but it's sort of direction and colors. There were a few things like my um, structure, my structure, <laughs> my quality, your quality, my yeah. quality that I didn't that I misinterpreted. And I thought, yeah, there are a couple of those that were tricky on like how the one adjacent to another one. Yeah, the solidarity yeah. And, and they're all listed out, but it's still not super clear, maybe. Um, yeah. And then for teaching it, I don't know. It's a very visual game. It's hard to describe without having the board in front of you. It's all about kind of directional movement and colors, which is a little tricky to describe. But otherwise, the rule book was, I don't know, seemed fine. It's all kind of two pages, is most of it. And then the descriptions of all the qualities. Um, player interaction. It was okay. No, I think so. Because, I mean. It wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. There wasn't a, a lot. But yeah. you but you were impacted by what the other person did. Mostly I in mean, the draft. Yeah. Because people taking cards. That you wanted, and then being on squares, maybe that you wanted to be on. I think like that came up too much. It seemed like we could just move by each other. Didn't, but I could but see maybe in a four with more player players, game, that probably would be, be an a issue. more. Yeah, as a two player game, that just didn't seem like a big part of the game. Again, maybe if the theme was stronger, it could be more, there could be more interaction. I don't know. Yeah. I, mean, I don't think they were trying to have too much interaction. I'm expecting too much from a card drafting game, but I think originally uh, I thought I mean, because of the theme, there would be. Yeah, I thought there was going to be a lot more, too, of like... I, I do something with an emotion, and you do right. something in response to it, instead yeah. of just, nope, I'm just going to have this yep, sad I just memory. Had a sadness today. <laughs> Tomorrow, I'm doing joy. <laughs> and then, yeah, mechanically, on the card drafting thing, like, that was the only thing, is like, I had... I was trying to get the the white cards for the top level, and it was like, just the luck of the draw, like, you kept drawing them, and you kept grabbing those, and... The, like I never had them available on my turn, which is just kind of a random luck frustration thing, which is sort of annoying because like the whole reason to have a card draft is to not really have that come up too much. Yeah. But, um, would you play it again? I I think I would give it another try. I know I'm always I'm always easy on the games. Uh-huh. I would always play them again. Would probably choose almost any other game before. <laughs> almost any other game. Oh, wow. Maybe not any other game, but I mean, any other games in like in the collection. In the collection. Yes. Um, it's not, it has not risen to the the favorite, um, yeah. but I, yeah. Yeah, and it's light enough that it could be a good like filler in between things. But yeah, I, I played again, but I didn't hate it, but I didn't love it. Yeah. I'm kind of the same. It was, it was fun to play once. Wasn't, I think when we finished, I was like, oh, it didn't feel like an hour. Mm-hmm. It felt quicker just because it kind of moves along and you're moving your little pieces and it was funny to, funny to, to I get to get the emotion. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I mean, yeah, I don't, I wouldn't play it again just because 
didn't really do anything interesting or it's, it's kind of like, again, with the vivid memories of like, I wanted it to be better. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't bad, but I just was, was exp- like, you can't give me a really cool theme idea and then mm-hmm. not really execute on it or not really try I don't, just tacking it on like that. So now, now it just makes me more disappointed than if I had just gone and playing. If you just said, here's an abstract game of picking up tile blocks and moving them here, like, and it's disappointed, I feel like. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but I went in with low expectations. So well, I guess I, I also maybe maybe vivid memories have like set me up for like knowing that you can't you can read a theme like that and not. Yeah, I'm still going to be hopeful that it does something cool. Mm-hmm. OK, that was Inner Compass. <laughs> if you have any recommendations of games you would like to hear our impressions on, please send them our way. You can do it via email at firstturntabletop at gmail.com. Or hit us up on Twitter or Instagram at First Turn Cast. The podcasting camel is searching for his inner compass. His feelings. His feelings. What what emotion does the camel feel today? He's disappointed like us. So okay. he's feeling he's feeling a little sad. Um, but still he says, please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite podcatchers. We look forward to hearing from you. Play more games. Sounds good. Parking tickets do make me angry. I was born to imprint anger, even though I feel like you feel the anger. (laughs) I took my anger, I should be happy, but I'm not. I'm angry. Wait, yeah, I'll get some more joy. <laughs> Don't be sad. <laughs>